Hey everybody, Bad Vibes here. Welcome to volume 2 of Subscriber Stories, sent in by you. My first subscriber video was only two stories, so this one will be a little bit longer. But if you have a true story that you want me to read, send it in to badvibes760 at gmail.com. This first story is actually from my mother-in-law. She's technically a subscriber because when I had 20 subs, I snuck onto her phone and subscribed to my channel. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. When I was 10 years old, I was walking home from catechism school in Los Angeles when I noticed a dirty white car pulled over to the side of the road with his hood propped open. As I was walking by, a man with longish hair and kind of dirty looking popped out of the front of the hood. He told me that his car wasn't working and then he kindly asked me if I could reach into his car and push the little button. At the time, I didn't know the little button he was talking about was actually just a car lighter. As I reached to push the button, he put his hands on my butt trying to push me to the car, saying, No, you have to get all the way in the car. I screamed and he said, Okay, okay. I quickly got out of the car and started walking away. The man got into his car and turned it on. It wasn't even broken down. He then drove up to the side of me and said, You don't want to come home with me? I screamed and he drove away. I ran all the way home. When I got home, I was so scared that I ran to my sister's room to tell her what happened, hoping that she wouldn't tell my parents, because I didn't want to get in any trouble. After I told her, she ran straight to my dad and told him what happened and he called the police. The police showed up at my doorstep fairly quickly. As we sat down on the couch, they started taking notes on a piece of paper. The policeman then pulled out a book with a bunch of pictures of different men and asked me to point out the man I saw. They politely thanked me for my cooperation and then left. A few days later, they asked me to come down to the station and look at another book to spot out the man. I pointed out the man in two different books and the police told my parents that the man was a known sex offender, but since nothing happened, they couldn't arrest him. Years later, my mom told me that he was arrested in Vegas doing what he tried to me on someone else. This happened around eight years ago. I was probably seven or eight. I had just moved to Ecorse, Michigan with my grandmother. It was me, my two sisters, and my grandmother living there. Both sisters are older and braver than I am. I remember us three sleeping on a futon in the living room and my grandmother had just bought a nightlight for the next room so I wouldn't be scared. But every night it just didn't seem to work. I remember not being able to sleep one night and just staring at the ceiling. Then from the corner of my eye, I see my nightlight go on, but it wasn't like it just turned on. It was like someone moved from standing in front of it. I tapped my older sister to wake her up and she witnessed it all as well. We waited until the morning to tell my grandmother, but of course she didn't believe us. Fast forward two months, my favorite cousin came to visit me and one of my sisters. We were playing in the backyard with sticks and branches. My cousin was obsessed with Resident Evil at the time, so he was hitting plants with a stick, calling the game, chop off the heads. At one point we were in the back left of the yard, and my cousin finds this box. It's a pretty long box. I was somewhat of a tall kid, and if I were to crouch a little, I could fit in it. My cousin joked that it was a coffin, and since I was a kid, I believed him. But we all forgot about it later. Fast forward two months, we're moving out. 
Grandma said that she found a better place, but somehow I knew that this place just gave her the creeps. Once me and my sister moved most of our things to the new house, we just stayed there to settle in. My grandma went back to the old house to say a prayer. I don't know why, but she's always been one to do that. She returned to the new house and pulled my older sister aside and told her something with an unsettling look on her face. I wasn't told till recently what they were talking about. My grandma said that when she was saying a prayer, she happened to open her eyes and saw a little girl. My grandma's eyes were filled with tears as she said it. She continued with telling me that she called the house owner a few days later and he told her that he was desperate to get someone into the house because he was losing money. So he just didn't tell her the background of it. Turns out, the last two people that lived there were a father and his daughter. For some unknown reason, the father murdered the daughter in the room, then hid her in the far back of the closet. I never told her about that coffin-like box that me and my cousins found, but I still wonder if it was her in that box. It all starts with my parents very sick in the hospital for completely unrelated reasons to the story. During that time, my mom's uncle, I will call him Bill for now, lived in a house in a smaller neighborhood, but a good one. He was basically a kid in an adult's body. He was happy and joyful as anyone could ever be. While my parents were sick, Bill was in his house after struggling with cancer and an incident of carbon monoxide poisoning. He knew he was going to pass soon, but was waiting for my mom to get back from the hospital to know that she would be okay. She got there and found him in bed waiting for her, very weak. She told him that she was okay and that's all he needed to hear before passing on. After that, many years passed, my parents got the house from him, and after a while, they had me and my brother. While we still lived there, many oddities occurred very frequently, like things falling and not being able to find out what caused it. But the odd part is it almost seemed playful and never harmful to anyone. Some of the time, we would be in the room alone, commonly in the basement, and you could almost feel like there was someone there. But it wasn't scary, it almost seemed like it was giving a feeling of home. The reason I'm conflicted on this scenario is because when we moved to our new house, none of this occurred. Was it a ghost? I'm not even sure. I go to Florida every year to see my cousins. When we were a few weeks into our vacation, my cousins started saying when they were at my cousin Logan's and Kelsey's house that they would see this little boy in Kelsey's dark closet at night. So being skeptical, I asked if I could stay so I could see for myself. I went there the next night. We set everything up and we were sitting in a dark room. They said I had to focus on the closet long enough to see it. At first I was confused because I didn't see anything. But then everyone realized that the doll on a swing in Kelsey's room named Cricket started rocking back and forth side to side. And that's a weird rocking pattern. And there was no draft. After that, I focused hard on the closet, then I saw it, and so did everyone else. A black shadow like a hand started reaching out from the closet, and it wrapped its fingers around the door. Then it disappeared and everyone stopped since they were so scared. I still to this day clearly remember the black, ghoulish hand. On my ninth birthday, I moved back to Michigan from Tennessee, and I lived in these condos. 
We had a park right next to my building, so my mom just watched me from the window while I played in the park. One day, me and my friends were playing at the park, and we see this guy watching us from his window. We just ignore it, but every time we go outside, he would do the same. For my 10th birthday party, I had a party at the park, and he was just sitting on his porch holding his phone. We didn't really think anything of it until a week later. I was at the park, and I saw him on his front porch with a camera just sitting there, and this just kept going on for months. He would always come out to the park and try to talk to me, and said he had a daughter my age, and if I ever wanted to come play with her, I could. One day I came home from school, and my mom and a bunch of cops are in the living room. She never told me what happened until I turned 14. Turns out he had a whole secret room that had pictures and video of me playing. One day his wife found the room, and she called the cops. This is a story about when I used to live in Thailand. I'm pretty young and this scared me a lot. It all started when my parents took us on vacation to the beach. They got a pretty cheap hotel, three minutes walking from the beach. The first night it was nice, except when I heard a kid shout and woke me up. I thought it was from the hotel, but it was 2 a.m. and they should be sleeping. It was sharp screams, really sharp. I got a bit scared, but didn't have the balls to wake up my parents, which were sleeping in the next room. I ended up just falling back asleep. When I woke up, I couldn't find my phone, and the lamp I had left on turned off by itself. I asked my sister if she did it, and she said she didn't. I was really skeptical about that. I ended up having some fun, so I forgot about it. But that night, I heard a kid crying, saying, Don't do it, please. I got the hell up and woke up my sister. But she slapped me and said, go back to sleep, dumbass. So that's what I did. But on that same night, I woke up to what I think was a shadow of a kid saying, help me. He's coming. At that point, some people might have said I was hallucinating, but I wasn't. It was pure reality. Dumb me didn't say anything. The next day, we meet a Belgian man who lived in the hotel. In a sarcastic way, he said, did you sleep well? My mom didn't get it, but I did. The last night before I went back, I was asleep and woke up to see a freaking gardener. He was old. When I got back, the weird guy I am, I spent nine hours on the PC digging into this and what I found was terrifying. Where I was sleeping was the house of Thailand's most notorious murderer. I jumped from my computer. What I found was a Chinese man that immigrated to Thailand for work as a farmer. But what they didn't know was that he would kidnap children and eat their livers. Now it all made sense. My name is Carrie. I won't be using real names of the other people in the story for personal reasons. It all started when I was 17. I had moved to this apartment complex with my mother and her girlfriend and everything was going great. Then I met this guy, let's call him Bob. Well, Bob was sweet at first, then he started getting controlling and abusive. Well, I didn't know about red flags because I had never been in a relationship until I met Bob. So over two and a half years, I thought it was okay until someone told me that it wasn't. Well, the abuse went on and on until one day when we got into a huge argument and we went to his mom's house. I went into his mom's house and he went to the neighbor's. 
He was gone for a while when all of a sudden he came bursting through the back door, grabbed me by the hair, dragging me through his mother's house and out the back door. When he finally stood me up, I was standing at the edge of a fucking hole. Thank God for his sister who heard him cussing at me and looked out her window. She saw what was happening and she came rushing outside to distract him so I could get away. I thank God every day that I got away from him. I was with him for five and a half years before I was brave enough to finally run away. This happened to me when I was 14. Me and my family were camping in Crystal Lake, Azusa, California. We took off that day so when we got there we could swim the lake, but of course we were delayed by traffic, so we didn't arrive until it was getting dark. Once we got there we unpacked and finished settling in, and we wanted to light a fire and make s'mores. Unfortunately there was no firewood because we forgot, so me and my cousin, being the adventurous teens that we were, decided to grab a flashlight and go seek for dry wood. My older brother asked if he can come with us, but we refused because we were trying to be independent. We walked down a forest path for about 5 minutes, not far enough to get lost. We found a spot where there was a whole lot of wood, almost like someone was collecting a pile and just left it there, but we had forgot a sack to put the wood in. I told my cousin that I would go back to get the sack from the van and I would be right back. I had an iPod so I let him borrow it so he would be entertained while I grabbed the sack. It was a creepy walk through the forest alone so I decided to run. After I grabbed the sack, halfway going back, I hear my cousin scream. I sprint towards him. When I get there, he had his head between his knees and was sobbing softly. I thought he was trying to pull a prank, but after asking him what happened, he put his hands on his mouth and pointed with his other hand. When I looked up towards the direction that he pointed to, I saw what I can only describe as pure terror. A lady in a bloody bride's dress floating, just staring at us. She never moved, just stared. She didn't have any eyeballs, just a weird glow to her. But I stared at her, and it finally clicked. What the fuck am I still doing here? I grabbed my cousin and pulled him up. I never ran faster in my life. When I got to the rest of the family, they told me that they heard a lady sobbing in the far distance, but we never heard anything. I explained what happened to us, and they saw the terror in our eyes to know that we were serious. I had a rough time sleeping, and we never did get any s'mores. In 2006 or 7, when I was around 8 or 9 years old, I experienced something quite strange. I had never seen anything that could be considered creepy at my house, but one night I certainly did. It was around midnight when I happened to wake up. This was pretty common in a lot of people, so I thought nothing of it and was just getting ready to go back to sleep. As usual, my bedroom door was open with a hallway light turned on, and that's when I saw it. An abnormally tall, dark, faceless black figure in the corner of my room. It was looking down at me, staying quiet and still the entire time. I didn't really know what to think. Oddly enough, I didn't feel scared. I was just merely wondering, what is this thing? The tall figure continued to stand there, still staring at me. I knew I wasn't experiencing sleep paralysis because I was able to move, yet this seemed far too real to be a dream. I decided to slowly turn around and face the wall instead. 
I covered myself with blankets and closed my eyes. I don't know what the tall figure did after that, if it had even left or not. The next thing I knew, it was morning. I decided against telling my parents about what I had seen. They were pretty hardcore Christians and I honestly didn't want to freak them out. Yet, I did eventually decide to tell at least my mother about it. She luckily didn't freak out. Instead, she told me that she too has seen something very similar, if not the same figure. Except her encounter was quite different and much more disturbing from mine. According to my mother's account, the tall figure also approached her in the middle of the night. My father remained asleep next to her. Suddenly, the tall figure lunged itself at my mother and began to choke her. She was able to repent it in the name of Jesus a couple of times. When the dark figure finally backed away and disappeared, it was only then that my father woke up, but he still had no idea what just happened. My mother told me the reason why I had not been attacked was supposedly demons as she thought this figure was. Do not attack children. Personally, I see it as a bad omen. Some terrible things have happened to me over the years after the appearance of the dark figure, but I have since recovered and have a lot of support. I'm 21 years old now and still live in that same house, yet I have never experienced anything like this ever since. I can only wonder what the tall figure was thinking as it stared at me on that night.